I don't think people. Uh, I'm going to kind of pause on this real quick. Let's just let's just die, let's just break this down real quick for for our listeners and for those that are reading the book and the audio version of this. Look, so Kane goes in and has no formal educational background. Goes in and wins this job. Two hundred applicants goes in top in there, uh, top the top. True, you know that whole true Chris Gardner story just starts from the bottom, gets to the top. Guy comes in and poaches him and says, hey, now you're going to come part of my business and we're going to teach you. So then he's teaching and learning. And then he says, all right, well, you know, I, we want to be innovative. And this, his mentor is like, no, we're going to stick with status quo. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And he's like, I'm going to, well, I'm going to leave because I got to follow my passion and my purpose. And he's, and then he's, he's told, well, yeah, you're probably not going to be nearly as successful as me. I, I mean, I could just see you leaving this big firm and probably people are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you leaving? And then you, then you start this. And then he's like, why are you leaving? Like, why are you giving up quote unquote freedom? Right. And people try to equate money with freedom when it doesn't, it, you, you're hitting it on the head. It, it, you can't build a life around just money. I mean, you, you can't in the sense of, you can't just think of the more money I have, the, the happier I'll be. You know, I, I know plenty of multimillionaires that are, are just unhappy with where they're at, but they, I mean, the money's good, so they're not where they're at. And I just, I love that following that true north, the purpose. You know, when people understand their purpose, when they understand what they're doing and the direction that they're going, all the naysayers and all the, the noise out there, it doesn't matter because you know the purpose, you know how you're getting there. And there's all these little milestones that are along the way. I think it's just, man, that is so good. I mean, we could, we could stop here and let everybody digest that, but we won't because there's still, we got a few more things to get to. And <laughs> man, that is just, that's fantastic. So I want to go to, I want to move back to now the, 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 the giving back. You talked about going onto the board. Um, I love it. So I wanted to, this, this aspect, um, of, I want to read this here. Coming up in life, right there, more times than not, uh, we are overlooked by society. You know, as cast off. You know, you do a lot of work with these quote unquote cast off. You were part of that program, the boys, this boys program. Um, I mean, the, the, you're you're part of the youth project. You're on the board, the board of Boys Town, working with the PCYC Australia, and you're working on building a retreat for youth. Um, it's not it's not a small task. It's not a small task. So first, how is, what is, what is the purpose behind giving back? I mean, where is that, where is that help us get into that um, understanding of, of giving back, giving back to essentially the place that, that, you know, you learned that the hard knocks from. So why give Mm -hmm. back? You know, why give back? Well, it's this constant, constant thought that used to go through my head a lot for many years. And it was um, more on the basis that statistically I shouldn't be where I am. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I beat the odds, right? Not, not just on getting out of the life I was in, the upbringing I was exposed to, all the people I was around, just having a normal life and coming out of, you know, out of that life, in, just into a normal life, having an average job, you're having a family and you're not going down a really, really terrible path. 
the odds are very, very slight. But I actually went beyond that. And that's when I first proved proved people wrong or proved the odds wrong. And I was like, people like, oh, you shouldn't you know, go into finance. I remember I used to work in the mines and folks used to see like stock charts in my room and books and these, but what the hell are you reading a book for, man? You, you freaking work in a mine. And then years later, running into a couple of these guys that we worked with uh, at a funeral, one of the guys who worked with died many years later. And I remember I had a business at the time. They're like, oh man, I've seen you on that thing and on, on social media and you're killing it. And it's just this, this moment of like, holy shit, everything that could have stopped me could have been just me accepting what they pushed on to me as their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I chose to say no, and because they didn't allow those thoughts to dictate my own, I pushed the status quo. And then when I got to this point now, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty privileged. I'm not ultra wealthy. I'm not like flying around in jets, but you know, I'm living a pretty, uh, I could live a pretty above average life. And I'm headed on a track down a path where I eventually will be able to retire. I think well before my retirement, I'll be able to do a lot of cool things, but it's not even, my life is, I could live off such minimal wage. I don't really want a lot. And then I realized that it's almost like this luck I want to pass on. I want people to understand it's possible. I want to instill belief in people. I want to be that spark that sets them on that path to get the momentum of belief because I didn't really wake up and go, hey, I want to be all the way up here doing all these things. It was like, hey, I might just get up this next level. And then when it happened, I went, oh, that's interesting. I achieved that. Everyone was wrong. And then it was like, maybe we'll go a bit higher. And ever since then, it's just like, can we go a little bit higher? Can we go a little bit higher? And I think that's where you start to realize there's unlimited possibility. And the only thing that holds you back is not trying, mm-hmm. you know, or not doing or not taking action. And you know, now it's like, well, I, I one day, you know, when I say I want to own my own retreat, it's not like I'll, I'll probably do it at, you know, in my, I'm in my thirties now. So it probably won't even be 40, probably won't even be 50. It might be 60 be somewhere like 20, 30 years down the track, you know, do all this stuff in business. I do a lot of volunteer for youth. Uh, you know, we've done, I've done foster care in a teenage kid. Um, you know, it's something I really enjoy con- contributing to. And I feel like you should give back. It's almost like, I don't know, like a guilt or a gratitude thing. It's a bit of both. It's a very mixed emotion. Um, but I still don't understand, was it luck that got me out? Because it almost has to be luck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the odds are so far against me that like I said I landed on the spot in that job and then I succeeded in the internship then I got poached and then it's like there's been heaps of adversity through it but it just seems like it just gets better every couple of years there's a bit of adversity and things get better and it's just like it keeps just putting me on this path um and I feel like maybe there's there's something I'm meant to just you know share through my life life experience back to um some other kid you know that, that all they need is someone just to tell me you can do it I've done it you know, it's got to be okay. Um, you know, believe in yourself, take that job. Um, you know, cause if I listen to a lot of the, the, the negative people, uh, the limiting people, mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have done it. I would, you know, I would have been still sitting in a laboring job, which is, there's nothing wrong with that doing an honest yeah. living, but I would have had a laboring job. I wouldn't have pushed my education. I probably wouldn't have believed in myself. I probably would have left it at that and, and could have easily accepted life, um, for what it was. Man, I, I don't even know where, I mean, you could run, we could run uh, 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 millions, but so then how does, how does <clears throat> not just, I mean, focusing on, I mean, obviously you're, you have to be a high performer, especially in the space that you're in, right? 
you've you've you you especially you come from nothing you get a good intern you get a good job and then next thing you know you're in the status quo you're just kind of living comfortable right and then mm -hmm. the comfortability it's like how do i get uncomfortable being uncomfortable how do i get comfortable being uncomfortable and then you get poached and then it, you're all right we're kind of in this new groove and it's now comfortable. So it's like, how do I get comfortable being uncomfortable? And you start this whole thing and now we're giving back. And so how is giving back help you, you know, continue to be at a per, uh, performing at such a peak level? How is it that you give back and it helps you, you know, stay consistently peaking or, you know, at that top level of just being a high performer? Oh, well, interesting question. Really good question, actually. Um, one of the first experiences I had was I started working with one of these youth centers. So a lot of the youth centers in Australia are run by you know, police officers. They have a youth police officer that works mm -hmm. with the kids. Now I had a lady that worked with me from 12 years old all the way through my teens, in and out of trouble with the police, yeah, in and out of school, suspended, kicked out, removed. And I seen her in the paper seven, seven, eight, seven, eight years ago. And I seen her in the leader. My mum actually goes, hey, so-and-so is in the leader. She's still working with the kids. She was running all these new programs, getting sponsoring. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to call her up and reach out to her. And all I did is just want to touch base with her and thank her. She ended mm -hmm. up inviting me in to start speaking. And then she started to send me around to different states in Australia to talk. And then sent me to the police academy, like the largest police academy almost in Australia to talk to like 500 police officers. And I was like, I'm the last person that should be presenting to police, you know? And I was just cracking up. And I was just laughing when we went down there and she drove me down. And um, But I shared the insight to, you know, troubled youth and, and the behaviours and the psychology, just so some of these police officers can understand from my perspective that, some of these kids can change. You just need to give them a chance and, mm -hmm. you know, not too many chances. Um, but, you know, and then one of the first times I spoke at a high school, I had kids come up to me at the end of it, like 12 year old, 14 year old kids that were like the naughtiest kids in the school. I had one kid break down in front of me and cry and start sharing stuff about his, you know, traumatic, um, you know, uh, household situation, mm -hmm. let's say. You know, and like even the teachers were shocked and I just got this overwhelming feeling of just, it was unbelievable. It was better than any business success. It was better than any KPI or yeah, any month, month, uh, monthly P&L that we hit, you know, anything mm -hmm. that surpassed anything. And I just couldn't explain it. And it was so overwhelming. If you could just have that experience where you actually contribute someone to someone's life, I never realized how fulfilling it could be just to say, all the stuff I went through now had a purpose and a meaning behind it of why it might've happened. And it made me look at my own past in a more grateful way rather than pain or suffering or victimized. And, and then I've used that now to keep pushing. And then you, know, you, you use that as what pushes me forward, not what holds me back sort of thing. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, now you have you you have this attitude of gratitude, right? You grew up a certain way, yeah. and but because that was that was your path, right? That was the path that was that was yours. You've now turned that from a negative into a positive, as cliched as it is, but it's true. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that internal drive now that you, it's amazing when you see the spark in kids, right? When they, then when you can connect with a child from a, from a similar background or from a space where they can just understand it, it, it elevates you and it takes you to this new space of there's now this new purpose of, Hey, I've got to do, um, Oh, it's not about, you know, for, you know, hitting this quota, but is I need to get this done quicker so I can go fulfill something else. And I think that is, is so awesome for you to, to just say, man, that <clears throat> that's awesome. Because what you're doing is you're giving people a clear and concise direction, right? You're giving, especially this youth, these youths that you give back to and you talk to, I've seen a lot of your, your, your videos where you're talking to these, um, talking to youth. And so when you help, when you help them, you know, youth and you're speaking, you're giving them, you know, direction, can you, you know, give us two, two aspects, if you will, um, that has had the most profound impact currently to your professional, uh, in your professional career, whether it's, I mean, one of them was this, the, the boy who comes up sobbing to you, telling you about that. How does that impact you? I mean, how does that keep you as a professional? How does it help you kind of just be grateful for what you have and keep focusing on what you could potentially bring into others' lives? Um, I think it's the, it's the fuel. It, it definitely fuels. You know, humans have a, we all have a, a depletable willpower. Willpower is a, a you know, a resource that after, you know, so much resistance, you get worn down. You know, people get mm-hmm. run down, you get sick. That's why you get sick. You know, entrepreneurs get sick all the time. We overwork ourselves. We lack sleep. So willpower is a depletable resource in my eyes. And I think you need something more that comes from the gut, that comes from emotion that drives you beyond. That's why purpose is so important. Um, and and you, you really need to be a hook up, hook into that. And human beings have so much um, strength when, when under the sort of right circumstances or the right reasons, you know, like a parent would die for the child, you know, do anything. Mm-hmm. But then you see all these parents that just quit on their own goals. Your parents won't even go out and work hard for their own future, but they'll sit there and they'll die for the kids. And I'm sure they would. But it's just like we would actually do more for others than we'll do for ourselves. It's human nature, right? Mm-hmm. It's built into us, especially a you know, parent, parent to children, and and sometimes we'll do more for a friend than ourselves. And it's easy to fix something else. And so I think um, finding that resource, and for me, it was something that lit me up. I, I think it um, gave me hope. It gave me hope that everything that I got up to it to this point wasn't just to, to provide me a comfortable life or a better life for my family. Yeah, I, I realized that a lot of the pain and suffering and adversity throughout my life had a meaning. It, it happened for a reason. It was happened to build, build me up and make me the person I am to be able to share my story because I can connect through those stories. I can relate to pain. I can re- relate to suffering. And pain and suffering doesn't really... Um, you know, it doesn't really um, separate itself in any way. You know, pain yeah. is pain, suffering, yeah. suffering, trauma is trauma. So someone can be traumatized as a kid because their 20 year married parents um, separate because dad's cheating on mum. 
right? And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the trauma that they can feel could be the same as someone that's come from an abusive family. The, the story of how the trauma's come off can almost be the same. Even if you get severe trauma enough, it can cause damage to the circuitry and the brain and, and the psychology and development of children. That can right. happen if someone's, if someone's allowed enough emotional stress and it's trauma from their parents breaking up when they've come from a, you know, a, an affluent family. There's no difference to that feeling. We can still relate on that level. So, you know, it's like when you say you've, you've felt love, like love's the same and, and you, can, you can't explain it, but you can feel it and share it with someone. So, you know, it's helped me sort of understand that whole um, relatable piece. So, what, so, so with that, I mean, what, give us one or give us, you know, two or four points that you try to convey to these kids that when you're talking to them, I mean, you go in and you speak, I mean, obviously that, you know, they, they, they want you to speak on a topic, but what are, you know, two or four points that you're trying to convey to these kids um, about, you know, your topic or just life in general. I mean, what do you, what you going with this purpose? So bring us into that space and what are you trying to convey over to these kids? Good question. Good question. There's normally a few things, um, you know, trying to get, trying to get young people to think ahead. You know, think as you go through such a social, um, you know, social change, you know, when you're mm-hmm. growing up and you hit puberty, it's about the cool kids and being seen and, you know, trying, trying to do the right thing. And I share a couple of stories of my childhood where I watched some of my mates like go to jail and, and some pretty other serious stuff like dead and end up on drugs and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for you. And one of the trigger points of change in my life also was um, a few events and, and letting my family down and, and, you know, realizing that I was raised better and, um, you know, thinking about those you care about. Mom was my mom and my little sister and, you know, I had to sort of step up and just try and get people to think, think differently, um, not be drawn in, don't let other people dictate your views. Um, if you want something, do it, you know, go for it. Um, you're better off to try sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you just, you just, you know, you can't feel sorry for yourself. The world, the the world is harsh. And I talk to a lot of kids that come from trouble backgrounds and Mm -hmm. the, the question before that I answered was, was being relatable to pain. So I can walk into a room and say, and they all think I'm a guy in a suit still. But, you know, I, yeah. I, yeah, and I can say to him, like, I've been where you've been and I'm here. So I know what it takes to go from here, from where you are to here. And I'll tell you what one thing is, you can't sit there just feeling sorry for yourself. You know, I know life sucks and I agree with him. It fucking sucks. Sorry for the language, but, you know, it, it sucks going to, to a broken home, you know, but and it sucks that your dad's not there or it sucks because you don't have money for that holiday or it sucks that, you know, whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it's got to hurt more if you don't change. Oh, and that's that what I say. That makes sense, right? Do you want to be broke your whole life? Do you want to have broken relationships your whole life? Do you want to have a broken family of your own kids? Because if you don't change, if you don't fix who you are, you have a bad relationship with your partner. You have a bad relationship with your kids and you have a bad relationship with money. And mm-hmm. change is not easy but not changing is harder 
and it's worth the, it's worth the effort to try and change. There's no guarantee you'll get it. It's worth mm-hmm. the effort to try. Man, that is <laughs> wow. That I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you. That's just. I mean, I'm kind of in, in, in speechless because that's that's what giving back, right? Giving back in that way. Now, you know, people will probably listen to this watch just like I didn't grow up that way. No, it's, you're not. But what you're what you're seeing though is, and you're hearing is you're hearing that the given this opportunity to give back, whether it's on a small scale, big scale, whatever it may be, but it's always finding a way to give back. And I think that is the most important thing about what, what's been said is at a high performing at a high level, when you start giving back, it has a whole new purpose. It has a whole new meaning. You start to develop better. You start to read more. You start to engross more. You start to change your own nature, right? You get break through some of those own physical limitations or those mental limitations because the purpose now becomes bigger. It becomes greater than just, you know, like, you know, you you know, like me, my family, you know, that, that it does have massive purpose, you know, but also giving back to those that just want one, one shot, you know, everybody's looking for just a shot, give me the shot to prove myself. And I think that is, that is huge in, in instilling that, and especially in the youth, because they're so open to learn, and they want to learn. And when they find out, oh man, you're similar to me. You've been to that same space. You you understand what that pain and hurt is like, right? I mean, that's just it's fantastic and fantastic. I I knew when I was getting, I knew well, going into this interview, I was excited, but I didn't. I mean, I had no idea we were going to get into this level we're getting into. Man, it's just fantastic. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. So here's the scenario. Let me just give you this little scenario here. So um, you're at the beach because obviously you're in Australia. I mean, there's probably plenty of beaches around, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're getting ready to go swim. And an admirer of your work comes up up to you and asks, can you please give me some pointers on how to stay in the grind when everybody around me is negative? So share with us, you know, a few actionable items that you would be able to tell this person that's, that, that is help me stay in the grind, help me stay in the grind. So give us, you know, you know, two or four points that you would say, here's, here's what you would need to do. Cool. It's a good one. So a good way to stick to a plan is, is preparation, right? discipline and how to be disciplined is structure. So having a framework of structure in place to not think, to not second guess. That's one thing. Always try and have structure, have discipline, have routine, build patterns of behaviors. The second thing is um, work out why you're doing it. Who's it for beyond yourself, something beyond yourself, high power, high religion, you know, um, a parent, a child, someone, someone beyond yourself you can tie into when the willpower cuts out. And then you put the structure in for the, all the, you know, sort of that behavior stuff, the, the stuff that you build through repetition. Um, and the third thing is, you know, um, I'm not sure there's too much of a third thing, but, you know, maybe try and enjoy it along the way um, mm-hmm. and just give yourself time, be patient patient because 
I think we, we spoke about this before we, we jumped on the call, um, was everyone wants the outcome, but no one wants to do the process. You just got to be realistic. It's not a friggin', you know, it's not a Hollywood movie. You know, it's not, <laughs> not an Australian Outback movie, you know, depending right. on the country and, or, or, or Bollywood. Um, but it's, 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 it's a process and you've got to be, you got to be hungry for the adversity and through the adversity you will find and form the person you need to become, but you can't go and ask for something for life and not expect to transact on something on your behalf to accept it and become that person. So, you know, you got to, if it makes sense, you've got to be willing to know that it's not going to be a perfect growth. Like when, it, when adversity comes, don't quit because if you say to yourself at some point, I'm going to eat shit. And then when that comes along, you got to go, Oh, that's right. This is a part of the process. So you're planning for that and you're preempting that. So you're changing the way of how you approach it when it does arrive, your perspective is mm -hmm. different. And that's the one thing I know, because I've always had challenges, like even in our industry recently in 2017, the financial planning industry went into a Royal commission, 30% of the industry went bankrupt and went under or retired. So we were, in a, we were in a very vulnerable position. We just left the big practice. So straight again, it hit me and it didn't phase me. I was just like, okay, what do I do? Cut costs, work harder, went back, think about different angles on social media, just had to survive. Once we survive, now it's time to thrive because there's a lot more clients out there because people are leaving. So, you know, there's always opportunity for you to have that mindset to think of it as a, uh, challenge that comes up that you can solve the problem and work through and it's like an achievement. So that'd probably be the third thing. If you just tie it all in. Oh my gosh. That's just fellow guys, if you're not if you're not just itching to get going, um, I don't I don't know what else we can do to get you going, but this has been a fantastic space. I mean I we could keep going on forever, but man, I appreciate it so much you getting on and <laughs> sharing your insights, your knowledge, uh, street smart, your book smart. I mean, you have both. I mean, you have both street and book smart now, uh, entrepreneur smartness. I mean, it's just fantastic. So, you know, tell everybody, Kane, um, you know, tell everybody where they can find you, your social media, how they can follow you if they want to get a hold of you. Like, you know, just tell the viewers how they can, uh, you know, interact with you. Yeah, no worries, Cameron. Yeah, it was uh, great, great to be on. Um, I really appreciate it. Like all the best to all the listeners. Uh, if anyone wants to sort of stay in contact and follow along on my journey or got any further questions, uh, the Instagram handle is Journey of Kane. Uh, that's K-A-N-E. So reach out, mate. It's an open account. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'll try and engage with everyone and just respond when I can and be transparent. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the book, mate, and, and seeing what's to come. I think this will be an awesome, an awesome piece to a lot of people's uh, learning. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, real quick, uh, top five books that someone should either Ooh. read or listen to. Top five. Yeah, I've read a lot of books, and I get a lot of people that ask me what book should I read, and I normally respond with where are you at in life? Because the books were catered to that. So I will answer it, though. First one for me was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I'll start it now. Um, I then read a really, really good book after that, uh, which was the Warren Buffett's book, The Snowball Effect, huge book. Um, but a couple of the inspirational ones would be, um, oh, what is it? It's the Ray Dalio Principles, insane book. He had the largest hedge fund in the world, Bridgewater, 
Um, done a lot of stuff with Tony Robbins, uh, one of the most successful CEOs in the world. No one knew who he was, wrote a book called Principles. Um, another one called Emotional Intelligence, the psychology. And um, the fifth book, I'd say, read your book. <laughs> there, you go. Uh, there we go. I love it. I, I'm going to let you get going, man. I appreciate this time. I appreciate all you're doing. Keep up. We'll stay. Obviously, I'll stay following you. But uh, this has been an awesome, awesome, awesome time, and I appreciate it. Uh, 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 uh.